0: The Sunday Grill with Crane & Crane Insurance. To compare motor and home insurance quotes across multiple different insurers, see craneandcrane.ie.
1: Well, my first guest on The Sunday Grill this morning is using her skills as a designer to create handmade, sustainable, size-inclusive underwear. Lindsay Kennedy is from County Tipperary and she's the woman behind Sewing Wild Seams And she joins me in studio on the Sunday Grill this morning. You're very welcome. Hi, how are you? Very well, thank you. Thanks for coming in this morning. It's lovely to have you on the Sunday Grill in a time when I think that social media is filled with women saying, this is my body, this is my shape, don't even think about judging me. Mm -hmm. And I love that.
2: Yeah, so do I. Mm. It's so important. It really is. It Mm. really is. And we're seeing so much more of it now. But I think
1: what we're also seeing is that You know, we talk about size inclusivity um, and obviously there's a lot of um, brands that are bringing out plus size Mm. versions. But that only goes so far. Would you agree?
2: It only goes so far. And um, it also, I mean, usually they're fast fashion Mm. options. Yeah. You know, and there aren't that many options for slow fashion or someone who Mm -hmm. wants to shop more sustainably. Mm.
1: Um, so is the sustainability part of your business as important as the size inclusivity? Uh,
2: it's It started out more important and then it's leveled off really as, I, as it grew, as my business grew. Mm. Um, size inclusivity has become really the most important bit, I think.
1: And why is that, do you think? Is it a, a personal choice yourself or something that your customers have asked for?
2: Um, well, it's a personal choice. As a plus-sized woman, I you know, it's not easy to go out and find clothes or underwear. Mm-hmm. It's really not. Um and as I made more underwear for people and I just, you know, I just thought, how can I stop at a certain just because the pattern I use stops at a certain size, mm-hmm. well people don't stop. Mm. You know, so I was approached okay. to see if I could make um underwear for them and I just I did, uh, You know, I actually I just said, yes, of course, because I really wanted to do it. I mm. really wanted to give that person what they wanted. And she took a chance on me. You know, she really took a chance. I said, I'm going to do this as best as I can. It might not be OK and we'll fix that after. Mm-hmm. But she took a chance and she loved them and it worked out. So that was made me think, OK, I can do this and people need this. They do. Yeah.
1: And do you think with fast fashion and other fashion brands, is it a business decision that they're not going to use more material for bigger sizes?
2: I think it probably is a business decision.
1: Um, that doesn't make women feel too great about themselves.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they all have their cutoff point, mm. you know, and even if they are doing plus sizes, the you know, the plus size models are very... You know, they would be a sm- on the smaller end of things. Yes, and and very curvaceous and yes, very small waist. Yes, and, and what would be deemed, uh, you know, acceptable. Yes, yes, yeah, yes yeah, yeah. I really noticed and that. And everybody is in that shape. Mm. You know, no one is the same. Mm. And people have fat in different places than other people. And, you know, it's all different, but it's all okay.
1: Yeah, and I really feel that, you know, with this whole... um. Plus size, brands doing plus size. Mm. There is that plus size to a point, you yes. know. And there is a certain
2: look that is deemed acceptable. Yes. And I
1: think that must be so tough on, on young girls. Absolutely. To think
2: even if I'm plus size, I need to look like this. Yes, or I have to follow this trend or yes. I have to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: You said in recently on your Instagram, which is sewing wild seams, if people want to search for it, you ask people um, if they can remember the thing that made them doubt their importance and lose confidence like something like someone passing comment on your body mm. or a magazine article telling you how you should look I can even remember being a teenager and seeing a magazine article which was basically just a woman sitting on a wall in a bikini and it was just her the mid part of her body yes. and she had a muffin top Yeah, and it was like oh you don't want this summer yeah. is coming and it's it's stuck in my brain ever yeah, since yeah
2: absolutely and it's the little things mm. you like that one page that one photo or that one comment mm. from Someone in your family or someone who means well, but those little things stick. You know, they really do. And people carry them for the rest of their lives. You know, they really do. They really do. Yeah.
1: Um, Is that what you're getting from a lot of your customers? Is that is that what they're saying? That this this is what happened to them?
2: Yeah. And I hear that, you know, when they love the underwear, they tell me and they say, I feel so good in this. It makes me feel so good and I feel more confident And that blows me away that what I'm doing can be it's a small part of someone's journey because they're doing the work. Mm -hmm. I'm just providing them with something. But they're the people who, you know, they're the ones who are feeling that and are living that life. Absolutely. And that's all I want is for someone to just be able to put on their underwear and think, wow, this feels great And I feel great in it.
1: And I suppose we haven't thought about that, that something as basic and as fundamental as buying underwear could be really stressful for certain people. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Mm. Like, I remember when I was, uh, you know, getting my first bra or whatever, you just fit into the sizes that Duns were doing. Mm Or, you know, there was no pennies near me. But if you didn't fit into those sizes, well, good luck to you. You fit into them and that was the end of it. But, I mean, it's not that way. You know, it's not that simple anymore. Exactly. And also... It's about sizing again. Yeah.
1: That you're not fitting into that size that they deem yeah. acceptable. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Tell us about your designs because they have a very certain look to them as well. Yeah. So they're a, a kind of a tank top bra. Yeah, Are it's they?
2: like a, a bralette. It's soft, comfortable. There's elastic in the band, but that's it. Um, yeah, it's just easy throw on um, but there is a, like a supportive lining in between them in between the layers so there is a bit of support there mm-hmm. yeah and but. then
1: with the pants then are they a yeah. boxer type pants that uh, you're doing? There's,
2: yeah there's boy shorts or briefs okay yeah Great. so and high waist or regular waist
1: and people can measure themselves you, mm-hmm. you go up to what something 54 inches is that uh, right?
2: it's 74 wow. inch okay. weight, inch hips okay. and 60 inch bust at the moment Great. but I have you know I would say like if anybody is past that again, get in touch and I will again do my best to go past that. You know, I really want to accommodate everybody. And you started off with your Instagram with you mm.
1: altering clothes for yourself. Yeah,
2: well, I I started off just altering my own clothes and posting it on my private Instagram page and I thought God, I'm really not going to annoy people you know
1: and why were you altering your own clothes I know they're all uh, clothes can be very generic obviously. yeah well yeah. it was
2: because it was an easy I didn't need to alter my clothes per se but it was just an easy way of learning how to sew without mm-hmm. like there were things that I maybe wasn't wearing mm-hmm. that I thought "Oh, what can I do to this to make this wearable and make it more me or whatever and that's what I do I chopped up or that's what I did I'd, I'd still do it if I time Chopped up dresses and made a skirt, or chopped up dresses and made it one dress out of two. You know, so that's how I started, and that's I thought, well, if I ruin this, I won't be too sad, and yeah. it saved me money, like rather than buying new fabric straight and are away. You a natural
1: seamstress, are you, are you well able to sew, unlike myself?
2: <laughs> well, I lear- I learned, and I learned quickly. Um, okay. I've always had it in me. I always wanted to sew, but I never really. I never really went for it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm self-taught. I learned a lot from YouTube and Facebook, you know, Facebook sewing groups. And just by doing it, really. But, yeah, I mean, some things, like, if you asked me to do a buttonhole now, it'd probably like, way... <laughs> That's the only thing ask, I can ask do. Ask someone Oh,
1: go away, really. <laughs> that's literally the only thing. No, that I could throw I can a do. button, but not the you know the hole on oh, the machine. No, yeah. no. Oh God, I don't I wouldn't even know how to turn on a machine. Yeah. I'm literally talking a <laughs> needle well, and at least you could do that.
2: You could do that. I think I'm scared of a machine,
1: you know? Yeah, <laughs> well they are quite daunting. They yeah. are. Yeah, they are. You yeah. have to be
2: that's why you should you can't be afraid of ruining, you know, <laughs> nice nice fabric and nice things. Do you find
1: you were saying earlier that your customers talk to you? Do, do you find that, that, that it is becoming kind of a community. Yeah,
2: and I love that about Mm. it so much. I love, because, you know, you make, you know, someone orders underwear and you don't know them from Adam and you send, you know, this package off into the wind and you might never hear from that person, but usually I do. And when I do, it just means so much, you know, and getting to know people as well, and people coming back and ordering more, hmm. you know. Yeah, it really has. I've I've made lots of friends through it. Brilliant. Yeah,
1: and, and it's becoming a viable business. Yes, for you as well.
2: Yes, I, like I, I really, you know, tried to up what I was doing right before lockdown happened and things like that. And I just thought, will I keep going now, even though my kids are at home, or will I step back? And I just thought, no, I'm going to go and see. And it's it's kept going thankfully really has kept going so hopefully it will continue continue yes good to hear well if people
1: want to have a look at what you're doing your underwear sets um, you're on etsy um. if people want to go on there but probably the best place to go is if you search for the handle sewing wild seams your stuff is really lovely you have a particular theme going on would we call it leopard print probably isn't what to call um
2: it. it's kind of, no it's kind of a although i love leopard print and i'd love to do that in time um it's there. It's more like a, a dotty fabric, a polka yeah. dot fabric. Yeah. Um. There's going to be new fabric coming in in September, so that I'll introduce as well. Right. And you
1: also have, which is incredibly important to me, the high waist.
2: Yes. It's so it should be so important to everybody everyone, everyone and everybody thinks no snicker. way but if they if you think that you probably haven't tried it <laughs> <laughs> you probably love the tongue
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay thank you so much thank for coming in thank you so in. much for uh, having me um, and as I said if you want to check out what Lindsay is doing it's sewing wild seams on Instagram and some of her lovely stuff. Thanks a million. Thanks a
2: million.
0: The Sunday Grill, on beat. 102 103.
1: Comedian Colm O'Regan comes to the Theatre Royal in Waterford at the end of this month. He's on the phone this morning to tell us more. You're very welcome to the Sunday Grill, Column.
0: Thanks for having me, Orla.
1: Now your bio is very impressive. Let's list your jobs, Column, okay? I, I
0: know I wrote it myself.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> like your LinkedIn. Uh, you're a columnist yeah. for the Irish Examiner, a broadcaster, an M C an author. Um I did love your I love your Irish Mammy stuff. Um you're a voiceover artist and a comedian. You must fill your days and have zero screen time. Just work, work, work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that used to be used to be like that. Yeah, exactly. Um I think the crucial the crucial point is I'm self employed, and I will do I will do anything at this stage. So yeah, it's I, I have a kind of a number of different things. Comedy is my first, okay. my first job in this uh, area. I started comedy uh, about fifteen years ago, and all the other ones have kind of come from that. So it's almost like you know the way on a building site somebody trains as. Somebody is trained as an electrician but they're just handy and <laughs> i'll turn their hand uh-huh. i wish i was that handy but i'm in the i'm into making people laugh area and i'll turn my hand to various different things
1: and were you kind of putting along quite nicely with all those jobs and then a pandemic comes along
0: yeah uh the uh, and then i had to spoil it all by doing something stupid by being in, having uh being having that career in the middle of a pandemic yeah. it's yeah, everything was. I was very busy. Um, the thing is, though, the weird thing is that uh, at the start of every year, you sort of start with an empty calendar mm. with a few things in it. So I'm always pessimistic at the start of the year, anyway, okay. thinking this will be the year when disaster comes. So
1: and how right uh, you were.
0: I, I, I was eventually right. <laughs> um, so you know, and, and this isn't um, positive thinking. Uh, fluffiness but you kind of have to tell yourself that it could be a lot worse uh, Like, and I got all my bad news up front most things round about March third week in March I knew most things were going to be put off for the foreseeable future so I told myself look this is it now for the year mm. and uh, it won't get any worse and it didn't get any worse you know as I say we, myself and my wife and two children are all in good health and we're still friends after a prolonged amount of family time. Always good. Uh, so, you know and then it's just a bonus now to have a gig again and begin the slow, careful road back to hopefully normality without taking any anyone uh without dent silly at a you know, a sensible, socially distanced yes. gig. That's that's the start of it, hopefully.
1: And your gig is in the Theatre Royal in Waterford. And we, and we talked to the Theatre Royal a few weeks ago about the very stringent restrictions that they have put in place to ensure that they can have some gigs over the summer. So you'll be playing to a capacity of about 50, which is a huge theatre. But of course, as you said, they have to be socially distant. It, it's, uh, I even find it myself, it's all a bit, It's all weirdly coming back to normal. Do you, do you feel like that? Yeah.
0: Mm. And you know, when 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 at the start of the coming back to normal, and hopefully this is uh, the start of it, mm. you have to say thanks a million to somewhere like the Theatre Royal, one of the few places taking a punt. Mm-hmm. Like we're all we're all like giving it a go. Nobody's making any huge money out of this one. We're just saying, look, we can safely do a thing that we loved doing before. You know, live comedy and uh, people laughing and watching other people laugh, not Zoom, there's no screens (laughs) and so thanks a million to the Theatre Royal, they have a few things on now in August and they're doing it safely and not a lot, a lot of places aren't Mm. Um, but Theatre Royal are saying look, we want to make a start so I just want to pay tribute to them for giving me me that opportunity and for all the other gigs, they have great gigs on over the next three or four weeks that you can see on the website. I would encourage people to just go (laughs) like it's it's not about like Oh, please come to my show! But just get out and do stuff. Whatever's available, do it. Mm. And we can all sit around and go. Oh, such and such isn't open. Um, but you know, people of Waterford, <laughs> go and support your theatre now in the next uh, few weeks. Yeah, whatever tickles your if you fancy. Feel
1: safe doing it, you know. Do... Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And
0: and they have pulled out all the stops um, by putting in a lot of stops
3: mm.
0: <laughs> to make sure that everybody is safe. If you're, go- I mean, if you're, if you're confident about getting your hair done or going to a shop or doing all of those things, this is in the same area in terms of the amount of people you'll be near. And let's try and bring back some of the stuff that we loved doing. And uh, I'm happy to be part of that. I'm happy just to make people laugh. I've been doing little bits of Zoom gigs and I've written a book, so I'm kind of trying to make people laugh remotely by hopefully them buying my book.
1: And you launched uh, your book it, on Zoom. and in, in, I launched my book. In mid-July, yeah. when I think people were kind of like, done with Zoom now.
0: Yeah, we put a new, put a new shape on Zoom uh, <laughs> with a lovely book launch, actually, uh, on Zoom. It worked out really well because book launches can kind of be like, oh, when is this starting? And nobody knowing each other and standing around with the little sandwich and a glass of wine. But funny enough, a Zoom book launch was actually quite a nice occasion, and Brilliant. we had about fifty people there. Lovely. And people were putting nice things in in the chat, and I was doing readings. I'll, I'll read. I'll do a few readings from the book if people want. Okay. <laughs> at the uh, at the gig as well too. The book is Anne Divine uh, Handle with Care. It's kind of the second novel in that series. And it comes so, from your
1: Irish Mammy's novel uh, series, or your Twitter handle even, which is yeah, has done so brilliantly yeah, for you.
0: Yeah, like the Twitter handle is like here's what a lot of Mammy say and then the novel is here's the story of one particular Irish mother and the challenges she faces particularly in this one where her uh, local post office is closing okay. there's a big protest happening all sorts of people get involved all right, all sorts of mad mad stuff going on <laughs> in this peaceful uh, Irish village so um, and, and then also we've been doing storytelling uh, nights on Zoom as well too so it's we've been making the best of it and and uh, Trying to keep that whole thing going of trying to entertain people.
1: Mm.
0: You know, are um, aware that people, a lot of people, are going through tough times and you're feeling a little isolated. So it's all about trying to keep, keep mm-hmm. the togetherness going during these. Uh, really this really weird summer so
1: and and aside from you know trying to make some sort of a wage and trying to keep people together you sound like someone who just likes to keep busy anyway did you know did the idea of a two kilometre restriction kind of freak you out a little bit Uh,
0: well I live in uh, Kilmainham in Dublin so two kilometres included enough of the Phoenix Park to uh, you know to have that as part. but I also kind of like of the perimeter of it, mm-hmm. you know, ran ran the ran in and out of the two k. The weird thing is, like, when it's crisis, there's the cr- you get crisis fun? Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? And a, I don't. It's fun in a throwaway thing. I mean, you make the best of it. Mm. Um, the problem now is, it's that boring in-between bit yeah. where it's not crisis and certain things are allowed, but then this feeling that we can't fully enjoy ourselves. True. So, and it's but within not but within. Each, yeah, within each, um, what's the word? Within each level of restriction, I think what you try to do is make the best of it. And this gig is a literal example of that. We've been, the, the doctors, the medical experts have said 50, 50, in a, in a big space. That's okay. So let's do it rather than saying, Oh, it should be a hundred. Oh, do you remember how many we had the last time? No, let's just try and get 50 in and, um, have fun with that. And I think that's, that's sort of how I've been trying like I get I've got glum over many days over the last while but you do I do try and say right what can we make the best of and this and positive thinking can be dangerous as well too because it can reduce you know sometimes you need to mope Mm. but uh, when when moping's up it's time to also say what can we do with the restrictions that are there
1: yeah true I'm trying to remember what I did and I um, you know it's all a blur at this stage think i just yeah did zoom quizzes that was about it
4: zoom quizzes
0: yeah zoom <laughs> quizzes had their place as well too i mean no it's more. interesting like yeah we have two small children and one upside was i haven't seen a snot out of their noses in oh, five months you know um i don't know what the first call they get will knock them down because yeah. they their immune system is been been so clear of germs um and they get on they've you know they spent an awful lot of time together that you know with Small children, even young children, there's all the schedules, there's play school, there's play dates, there's so-and-so going to one place to ballet or basketball or whatever. Mm. But now, in the last while, they've just been stuck with each other. And it's funny watching them now. They have that kind of closeness and familiarity that you'd see in a couple who've been together for 20 okay. years they're just kind of cranky with each other about things it's like I I, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if one says to the other it's your turn to do the bins like it's that <laughs> that level of familiarity, and they're only three and four oh, but they're man. just like, oh. like every so often one says to the other can I just go upstairs to be by myself
1: oh alone time <laughs> uh, I hear
0: them alone time um, yeah. and uh, but that's just you know and the basics are we're healthy and we've paid the mortgage over the last few months, <laughs> you know. So that's and you're uh, here, that's which is done, good. then and yeah. we're here and uh, we've, you know, we've uh, we've eaten okay, and <laughs> and now it's time to have a laugh.
1: Yeah, good stuff. And that laugh is on August twenty eighth at 8pm in the Theatre Royal um, theatreroyal.ie is the website if you want to follow Colm he's on Twitter or Colm O'Regan but the real runaway success when it comes to Twitter is your Irish Mammy site over 200,000 followers there so you can yeah, check that out right, yeah. as well listen enjoy that first gig and in what five months an actual live gig with real people in it. enjoy it and uh, I'm sure we'll see you on the road again soon
0: Thanks so much Orla the Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103
1: Gap Arts Festival takes place in County Wexford next Friday and Saturday numbers attending have been reduced due to restrictions but live performances have been at the heart of this festival in North Wexford's countryside festival director Gareth Keough is on the phone this morning to tell us how they are keeping some of the tone of the festival this year you're very welcome to the Sunday Grill again Gareth
3: thanks very much Orna.
1: busy time it's for dead. you
3: Oh, well, yeah. It's It's getting really busy. It's all all heading up. I mean, the booking is all done on Eventbrite and everything has to, in this time, be booked. We have to have uh, exact numbers because what we're doing is, in our community field, we have a number of outdoor events. And we are marking off um, pods, so there'll be a few meters by a few meters that can fit a family or a group of people who are uh, okay to be together. Okay. And then we you will you will purchase the pod by by number. Mm. I mean, everything is extremely, um, it's a nominal fee. It's a 10 euros for a pod, okay. and you can get up to five people there. So it works out at like two euros a head. And for those events, we're going to have a late-night family movie, Babe, on Friday night. Lovely. And on Saturday afternoon, we are inviting people to the picnic at the Gap. So you bring your own. Robe, you bring your own blanket. Uh, we provide some live music with uh, a local band uh, who are very well known, very well thought of, called Los Mexicanos. Oh,
1: very good! A very good yeah, play love- on being from Mexico.
3: Yeah, that's it. They they uh, they do an upbeat sort of eighties uh, uh, kind of happy party vibe, and then we have a Stillwater Walker Will Flanagan, who will do a little bit of entertaining around the crowd. And he will also teach, uh, do little juggling lessons at social distance. Will was with us at the Gap Festival before with the Inferno Fire Show. And he's an expert juggler as well as a um, a circus performer with fire and other things. And he has this wonderful system where um, we recruit uh, people, young and old, and he gives them, uh, it's almost like the ingredients for a recipe. He gives you the simple ingredients to make your own juggling props. Okay. You're using balloons, you're losing you're losing you're using lentils, and then uh, he does a little video, a little uh, online um, introduction to the art of uh, juggling mm. and then on the day um he can go around to a couple of pods and you, you have your own juggling props, so there's no um sanitization. it's all yours. It's a really nice idea,
1: so tell me um obviously, you're planning this almost a year in advance every year and and for people don't know who don't know where the gap. Festival is it's in uh, it's called the Gap Festival because it's at Anna Gap in North County Wexford. The nearest town, I suppose, would be Gorey or Tillyhealy on the other side. Um,
3: yeah,
1: the, what like when did you start with the changes? What like you're at, at a weird time near the end of the summer, but obviously prepping since earlier on this year.
3: Well, yes, it's been very strange because nobody knows what's, what's going on, and I've been. Uh, consulting with um, our uh, main funders and helpers, indeed, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Arts Council and Wexford County Council Arts Department. And the Arts Council organized a webinar where there would have been at least two dozen people from festivals all around the country, uh, some, big, some big, some smaller, uh, some that had already happened, some that were about to. And one of the things I realized from that is that we're all in this time where it's a, it's a, it's a thing of, of trying of, of of trying to do what you can. Some went completely online. Now, we didn't want to do that, although at the start of lockdown, I commissioned a local filmmaker, uh, Terence White, and he has organized uh, members of the community uh, in a DIY um, mobile device uh, record of time during lockdown. And okay. I just think it will be an important community memory. He'll edit it into, into a short film, which we will show on Saturday nights in the community field, when we have a selection of, of other films that The Gap has made over the years, including one on the notorious Hunter Gowan from around 1798, 1800. Okay. And um, including one on the local horseshoe team, which a very successful documentary. And then there's one I'm doing, I'm making right now called Coal on the Ground, The Music of the Trees. And it's... Uh, it's uh, music and um, sound and film showing a kind of um, the stop that COVID has put to a lot of things. But almost like um, the birds seemed to sing louder in lockdown, mm. whether it was true or we just heard them more, I don't know. But the film is about um, regrowth and hope and light at the end of a tunnel, you know, so we'll be, we'll be, we'll be showing that as well.
1: So, a a smaller festival this year, would you say, or have you tried to keep the amount of performances to the same as you would in the past
3: eleven years? Well, no, we it 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 is it is inevitably going to be smaller. Mm. Um, I've written a play called Last Orders First, and uh, two uh, two women who are, um, presently starring in Fair City, Ashling O'Neill, who plays the part of Carol, and Ruth Hegarty, uh, both Wexford based. We've tried to use local local people so that we would avoid um, uh, travelling and what that meant in COVID mm-hmm. and all of this kind of thing. And so they are doing, we are doing a rehearsed reading
0: okay. of this
3: play. now. It, it, it will be for a very select audience. Instead of having packed houses, as we've always had at our theatre event, of 90 people, we will reduce that to 20 to 24. Okay. And it will be done on a, on Friday evening and on Saturday at lunchtime. But we are offering a live Theatrical presentation. Okay. And we are offering live music, whereas last year we would have had about eight different bands that played for six to seven hours. And um, we are now offering one band for an hour and a half a Saturday afternoon. But we're also going to live stream all of the uh, all of the gig at the Gap from last year. So we have. Uh, um, we, so that's that will be available online. Okay,
1: good stuff. Um, You've thought outside the box to try and well, get. Did the, the Gap Festival up and running again this year, and not have a gap, thanks to COVID nineteen?
3: Well, that's 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 what we hope. One of the one of the things that uh, that um, we do as a festival, and indeed I suppose all festivals do, is we bring people together. Mm. And whatever about the experience of art, and the involvement of art, the participation, and the celebration that it brings, there's also just a sense of people meeting other mm-hmm. people, yeah. people saying hello, people bumping into each other, and now while we won't be bumping into each other in the literally tipping off sense, we will hopefully be able to at least see each other and bring some kind of sense of community and togetherness in what has been a time of... isolation for a lot of people you know
1: exactly exactly. well it is gapartsfestival.com if you want to check out more details in North County Wexford it's on next Friday and Saturday and do bear in mind there are no walk up admissions so you do need to book if you're interested in the picnic or the performances Um, Gareth thank you so much for talking to me again this year and best of luck on what is strange times but it sounds like you've got your head around what should be a great festival
0: thank you very much The Sunday Grill on Beat 102 103
1: Our Debbie is here to talk about the thing I feel she is the queen of, (laughs) TikTok. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it, I'm not going to lie. Yes, there she is. Every time I come into the evening, she's phone up on some sort of TikTok live talking to people and I'm staring and going, what is she doing?
5: What I love the most is actually um, Aoife from News last week, well, didn't realise that I was on TikTok live, which is basically you live stream a video and once you press stop, it deletes and like nobody can see it again and she wasn't aware that I was on TikTok Live and started singing Westlife to me and I was like there's 350 people watching you sing right now Aoife and (laughs) are you doing that most nights on the Takeover or on the Top 7 and 7? Yeah so what I tried to do is at 7 o'clock on the button i go on to um r1 beat 103 and mm-hmm. i start the live stream and it's just having a chat of because it's interesting to see to see the other side of radio mm-hmm. because everybody hears your voice a lot of the time so now with the younger generation trying mm-hmm. to keep it hip and all that and going on to the videos and live streaming it makes more sense for people to see the ins and outs of radio by visibly seeing it as well. Yes, good idea. And now, of course, of course, Instagram have
1: their own Instagram Live, but they have launched their rival TikTok this week. It's called Instagram Reels. It's a new way to create and discover short, entertaining videos on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Sound familiar? Yeah. (laughs) Well, Debbie's going to chat to us about this. Now, you've
5: talked to us about TikTok and TikTok Live, but what is it about TikTok that you love? I love the sense of community within it Mm. because... I remember when I started going on TikTok last year, I was like, what is this? This Mm. is stupid. Uh, I don't get it. These are just really weird videos that nobody cares about. And then a week in you go, these are really stupid videos that I actually care about and they're funny. <laughs> During
1: lockdown, I had to delete the TikTok app for a while because I
5: got so sucked in. It's so, and that's what's so funny about it. And what I really like is with the idea of younger kids on social media, of course, like a lot of the time social media is seen as a negative thing when it comes mm. to kids and that like, you know, they get targeted in that. And I feel like, well, my personal experience anyway on TikTok is, I've seen when people try to target young kids and say like, you know, something negative, Mm. the rest of the community bounce back and say, hey, that's not on. This is a positive platform. It's be nice to one one another. And I think that's what's attracted me to TikTok of. It's just fun. That's it. There's no other way to describe it. It's fun. And that's interesting
1: because Instagram and Facebook, we talk an awful lot about trolling. Mm -hmm. Um, And now Instagram is trying to do Something very similar to TikTok.
5: Yeah, so they've seen like the increase of TikTok so people could spend hours and hours on TikTok and you do like every single night Mm. and what's happening now is people are moving away from Instagram which did hold everybody's social media idea of going right straight to Instagram now and now that's starting to disappear Instagram are trying to figure out a way to do it themselves so they introduced this thing called Instagram Reels which are very very similar to TikTok Mm. but it is 3 seconds to 15 seconds whereas TikTok is um, 0 to 60 seconds and you can produce whatever you like Mm. they've now similar to Instagram TV um, if you've used that at Mm. all where you have the longer segments there is this other column on Instagram where you can go on to Instagram Reels and you can flick through like the For You page on okay. TikTok and have a look at them. The only difference is you also post them as an Instagram post on your own. So it's on your stories. Yeah. OK. So I can see the benefits of what it could potentially be of. There's always been a struggle on Instagram for people who love to get followers and mm. go, yes, I need to increase my following. And going on TikTok is it's very easy to do that. Mm. So this is Instagram's way of doing it, but I don't know if it's going to work or not just yet. You see, I think um,
1: for me, Instagram is that one stop shop where Snapchat at one stage was just flicking through videos again. Suddenly, when Instagram created Instagram stories, you could post pictures and watch stories. Mm -hmm. And now I find I don't even look at people's grids or I don't scroll through people's photos. It's the stories I'm looking at all the time. And I think this is going to be the next level
5: that it is a little bit of everything. I think it is going to be the next level of it. But at the same time, it's kind of doing little bits of everything. And sometimes everything gets lost. That's what my mm. initial idea of this is because, you know, you go to Snapchat nowadays to contact somebody and. Um, personally, mm. straight away. Yes, that's what you it is You go to now. Instagram to look at the beautified version of everybody. You go to TikTok to see the real version of okay. people. Okay, or the fun version. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so now I think they're trying, but I don't know how it's going to go for the okay. younger generation. And because you're very loyal to TikTok. Yes, I am very. <laughs>
1: Anyone famous too in the whole Instagram Reels thing already?
5: Yeah, I saw a couple from uh, The Rock. I saw some from uh, Will Smith as well. He's very, very visible on mm. YouTube and on TikTok mm. at the moment. So okay. what people are doing at the moment, because it's the introductory phase of it, they're putting their TikToks that are smaller TikToks, so up to 15 seconds, and they're putting them on Instagram Reels, testing the waters to see what happens. Because, of course, it's in it's infancy. We're going to wait and see. Yeah you never know in three weeks time I'll be like I love Instagram (laughs) Reels I'm (laughs) there for it
1: and it's a little bit like what people are doing on Instagram stories I see the Lisa Rennes and people like that of the world posting their favourite TikToks on their stories you know and that's what sent me over to TikTok no way yeah that's what sent me over to download the app seeing those and saying oh I want to follow those very funny people
5: yeah I, I think it's just the trends are continuing and they're getting faster and faster on social media and so now the social media platforms that did own the internet mm. are now trying to play catch up with the new app because mm. one is springing up and like there's also other competitors like Triller at the moment. Okay. This is an app that's ca- trying to fight TikTok at the moment. Okay. And the way they did it was they actually bought the Instagrammers and the influencers. And so some of the big people on TikTok have now said, hey, I've got to leave TikTok because Triller are paying thriller. me to go over okay. there. um, But it's just competition. Yeah. The market is now wide open and people yeah. are going,
1: where do I go? That's like a thing about 10 years ago called Keek and it was like, it was videos before there were yeah. videos but it was all like Kylie and uh, Kylie and Kendall when they were about 16 or 17 Sophia Ritchie, people like that mm. and then all of a sudden everyone sure went to Snapchat and then to
5: Instagram and sure we know where we are now <laughs>
4: so Everywhere you,
5: You're going to give this a go? I'm going to give it a go, we're going to wait and see because my only hesitation is, I act the utter fool on okay. TikTok. I do. That's <laughs> do what want I love. You watch your mother
1: saying you do it on Instagram, and that's. I feel like
5: you know the way Instagram is known as this like aesthetic one. Yeah. and you're, You do the nice photos, mm. and I feel like it's gonna mess up the timeline okay. of you act the fool in one, this. and you do a nice one and that. <laughs> At the same time, though, I could just be a fool all the time and it'd be grand.
1: (laughs) Now, can you, What we've talked about this last week, about how people just seem to get massive followings in TikTok. Mm. I'm always really surprised by someone who lives down the road having like half a million followers on TikTok. But are there anyone in particular that you love following on TikTok?
5: There's actually this girl, oh my God, I can't even think of her name now. She's up in Belfast, right? Okay. And she's a makeup artist and this is where along the lines of you're one person on one social media platform and okay. one on another. So she's a makeup artist, has her own company and up in Belfast and she posts images like that of makeup on her Instagram. Okay. On TikTok, she's famous because she has a laugh that is so addictive <laughs> and she's just hilarious. I can't even think of her name right now, but it's something O'Doherty maybe. I know there's a lot of... Um, people who follow tiktok and they're like noah beck because he's a beautiful man or um, along the lines of that but i think the beauty of tiktok at the moment is that you could follow somebody who has three followers and they're just funny and they produce fun content and that's the idea it's not about who's the biggest and who's the best it's who's the most fun and who makes you smile
1: and and maybe i'm wrong is it Because they're not selling
5: something. Mm -hmm. There's no
1: hashtag ads, really.
5: Yeah, and I think what's really funny is that some influencers at the very beginning, some YouTubers that went into TikTok, tried to start putting ads forward for like energy drinks and stuff like that. And they got roasted. Because people are like, here, we're here for fun, not here for ads. Calm down. We're just going to keep going on.
1: Okay, brilliant. Good to hear. Um, Obviously, we were talking about Instagram Reels, which is available now. But Debbie will be over on TikTok every <laughs> night during the week for at the top of the hour top 7 at 7 if you want to chat to her and that's where you'll find her here on Beat 102 and 03 the top 7 at 7 and the takeover with <laughs> Debbie Ridgard. thank you so much thank you hey before you go can you do the dances of course you're I you're brilliant can.
5: at them oh that's the worst thing you know when you're doing the top 7 at 7 yeah and like you hear Everything Savage Love and I'm just song. like
1: dude, dude. oh that one is the only one I can do
5: <laughs> it's like the
1: box but I can't do the dances <laughs> it's worth it though give okay, it a try let's try together no, let's not.
0: <laughs> the Sunday Grill on Beat One Hundred Two, One Hundred
1: Three. Well, my next guest this morning is busy fundraising for a memorial wood carving to be erected in the southeast in memory of people who have died by suicide. Paula McAvoy is here with more details, and you're very welcome.
4: Thank you, Orla. This is a
1: lovely idea, um, and quite a well thought out idea. Tell us how you came up with this and why.
4: So um, my husband and I, I suppose, over the lockdown, uh, Martin is working in the hospital outside and um, every evening he comes home. So for a long time, he was our connection to the outside world. But we had long conversations about many topics. Um, We have done a bit of charity work in the past. And um, one conversation one night led to uh, us talking about a neighbour of ours in Lisdogan. Both of ourselves, we come from Lisdogan. Um, we're living in Foxwood at in the Waterford moment. In City, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, we had lost one uh, neighbour recently and then we thought about it and went back. We had a friend of mine as well, also lost her brother. Um, we had a neighbour of ours lost their granddaughter and we just thought how very sad it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, talking to people um, at, you know, at the funerals and after the funerals of those people, um, we just we learned that the, the graveyard is a very painful place for the family. They find it very hard and um, very painful to visit the graveside. And um, from our point of view as neighbours, um, we because the graveside is such a personal place, we felt that, um, you know, it's not our place to visit the graves again. Mm. After the funeral. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what we did was um, we came up with this idea, it was Martin's idea, that um, we create a, a place for the families and they can come together, remember the person lost, but also that we can go there and we could meet maybe with friends and uh, reminisce about the past, and you know, um, the families could go there, meet up, and share their stories as well. Um, as I said, the people that we know um, have all lost children, um, brothers, sisters, um, aunts, uncles, you know, cousins. And yet um, there's no, none of those people that we know are talking to each other okay. or sharing their stories. Mm. We thought this would be a lovely place. Um, to do that. Maybe start so. a conversation
1: yeah, while you're there. It. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, you have permission to erect the memorial in the Eco Park. If people are in, from Washford City, they'll know the Eco Park or Kilbarry Park as it's called. Um, it's being created by John Hayes and again, People from Waterford will know John Hayes' work. Um, It's in Waterford City, obviously, and there's some in Fenner as well. Tell us a little bit about his work.
4: So, uh, John is absolutely fantastic, and he's so passionate about his work. So, he has in the Viking Quarter below, he has, I don't know, is is it a 100 foot um, sword in place out in Fenner, uh, by the Fenner Bog, the Fenner Church there? He has a fantastic statue. Uh, He works uh, across the country on so many um, different projects. Mm, And they're all wood. They're all carved from wood. Mm. So um, he uses chainsaws to do that and some hand carving. But he is absolutely fantastic at what he does. And
1: have you talked about what you'd like to do with this memorial?
4: Yeah, so I suppose Martin and myself were really concentrating on the person themselves, the person that was lost. And we wanted to get across, I suppose, to people, the viewer looking at the structure. We wanted them to see the pain and the fight that they had uh, before they passed away we feel like with other illnesses that people go through and have lost their lives to um, it's often very obvious that they have gone through a battle mm. and they have people there that can visibly see the battle that they're going through mm-hmm. be it in hospital or at home and at their bed you know people at their bedside but as it's often the case in in suicide people often don't know what until That Mm -hmm. person passes away. Mm -hmm. And these people um, who've passed away through suicide, you know, they've fought a huge battle before they took that step. And we wanted that structure, I suppose, to reflect the enormity of that that battle, that fight that they had, that struggle. So I suppose at the start, uh, Martin and I were thinking of a very stark, dark structure. And we brought that to John. And that was our message that we wanted to, I suppose, um, let people know that these people have been through an ordeal. Yeah. And we don't want them to, you know, the families are often left, um, you know, f- feeling the shame of this, you know, and it, that's so, so wrong. Mm. That's so, so wrong. And they should be proud of their sons, their cousins, their brothers, their, you know, Fathers, um, daughters, daughters, yeah, mothers. You know, they should be so proud of them because mm. they really did fight a fight. So, I suppose, yeah, we we were thinking along that point of view until we met John. Okay. And once we met John, he had like so many ideas, but like one in particular was absolutely fantastic, and I think encapsulates like the, exactly the message we want to get across. And um, so while it does capture the struggle that the person has gone through, it also offers the viewer hope. Mm. And why we want to do that is because obviously this place where uh, we want families to meet and uh, where we want friends there to celebrate the lives of those lost will also probably be a place where people with mental health issues will go, Mm. you know, to retreat from, you know, to use it as a retreat away from you know, their woes, their worries or whatever. And we wanted to offer them some hope. Okay. And So is it quite a large structure then? It's a very large structure. Okay. You yeah. can't tell us much else, can you? No. <laughs> it's all under wraps okay. with John Hayes. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, if you know the Eco Park, obviously it's quite public and lots of car parking, but there are quiet places. Are, yes. are you hoping to put it yeah. in a quiet place yeah. for that reflection? Yeah,
4: so what we were hoping for and... um you know, Waterford County Council have been absolutely fantastic. They backed this uh, from the start, and uh, but when we visited, we did go before we went to Kilbarry Park. We visited a few other parks, mm. and because of exactly as you said, there's twenty four hour ac- access in some parks. There's parks in the city um that other people wouldn't know about outside yeah. of the city. Mm. So Kilbarry Nature Park is one of, that everybody knows about, and um, but also there's secluded areas there there's um, areas like, the, like that you can use to reflect and you know um, in particular this the spot that we have pinpointed but are hoping to get this structure not erected on tell me are you no 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 it's uh, <laughs> what we're what, what where it is is at the top Oak of valley Park yeah and we're hoping that it'll face out onto the Tremor Road lovely because it's very green it is, You know, and um, mm. full of trees and greenery.
1: And you can uh, feel like you're on your own when yes. you're at the top of yes, the park exactly. there. Yes, yeah, exactly. Lovely. So a place to come, a place to remember, maybe have a conversation. But a place if you're feeling a bit low yourself and going through your own battle that hopefully you can go and reflect.
4: Yeah, that's mm, it. And have some peace. And in that
1: structure, find some hope, okay. you know. Great, yeah. great idea. And um, you have a GoFundMe page. You're trying to raise six grand. You're 50% there what is the six grand for?
4: So that's purely just for the structure. OK. Um And uh, to erect a plaque on site as well. So that's it. Everything is just going into that. And what will the plaque say? At the moment, we don't know. OK. I'd love for people, I suppose, to give their ideas on that as well, because people that are going through this or have gone through this know more than I do. Um. And I want to be able to reflect their feelings. What do they want to say? So that would be lovely, I suppose, if we if people could offer advice on what we put onto that plaque as well. Yeah.
1: Okay, so you have a GoFundMe page if people want to search for it. It's Memorial for Those Lost Through Suicide. Obviously, you're based here in Waterford, but it's mm. a memorial for the Southeast and That's beyond. It. Yeah. Great. Um, and it will be constructed and designed, as you said, by John Hayes, whose work is in the Viking Quarter in Waterford City and at Fennerbog as well. Listen, thank you so much for coming in, Paula. And again, that GoFundMe page, if you search for it, is Memorial for Those Lost Through Suicide. Thanks a million.
4: Thank you, Orla.
0: The Sunday Grill on beat 102. One, three.
1: The man, the myth, the legend that is Joan Lodunna, who finishes off the Sunday Grill every week, and he is yet again on the phone with some delights of the television kind for
6: us. When you say I finish off the Sunday Grill, that's in a good way, obviously. Yes, of, course. Like I it's of course. Like the, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I got some. Actually, yeah, we'll start with one tonight, actually, as it's a. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, no Place Like Home. Yeah, let's do it. Which is 6 on RTE 1. I'm saying this because obviously it's a new four part series with Catherine Thomas. Because she does the sort of John Creighton thing. She's going around the country. And of course, as everyone knows, staycations are all the thing at the mm-hmm. moment. Actually, do you know this debate about staycations? Yeah. Where, you know, stayca- you know, staycation is supposed to be actually in your home or something near your house. Do you know this okay. debate? Have you heard about this thing? No. Uh, okay, you, you sound really bored already, so I won't go there. <laughs> no, tell me, <laughs> anyway, what is the anyway.
1: debate? That you shouldn't go far.
6: No, the debate is the definition of staycation. Oh, definition is, of staycation, okay. apparently. Uh, the 100 in the Week on some on radio shows and saying the definition of staycation means you actually, should, it's either in your house or very close to your house. It doesn't have anything to do with, like, travelling around the country. Anyway.
1: But is that a more American thing? Because, you know, yes, it we live is in a American, very small country, yeah. so right, to go yeah. on a staycation could be an hour down the road, you know? Mm, yeah,
6: indeed. In fact, well, uh, Catherine Thomas goes all over the place well, Yes She's uh, she really is wise, only anyway. going
1: an hour down the road tonight when she goes to Wexford She will and be and just going an hour Wood. down the road because
6: <laughs> she starts you right in Wexford exactly yeah a she's good. in a camper van family camper van she's in the highways and byways uh, again it's a bit like the John Creed and John used to do this every mm. summer so Catherine's taking that over there now and she stops starts, stops, stops, heads down to Wexford and uh, um, off to Eastwood the first, As you would and As you and the best the first county first to go to, of course Sunny so South East else yeah. where else would you go I believe she used to go there. As she herself used to go there quite a bit as a kid as well. Actually, yes, not the She's she probably did. familiar with the terrain and the, mm-hmm. and the people. So yeah, kind of. She obviously travels onwards into Cork, Waterford, Kerry. Well, obviously Mayo, Sligo. Mm. And basically, kind of rounds the circumnavigates the country you know and this so, is
1: such a simple idea but I'm really looking forward to watching it I think there's something lovely about seeing someone else's eyes on your county and somewhere where you're so proud of well that's so it exactly what to yeah. make of it
6: I'm sure it'll be all yeah. positive both it better to, be whatever, Ireland, Ireland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly it better be exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it better be Catherine
1: <laughs> yeah that is no place like home Catherine Thomas and I see her little daughter Ellie is being brought along for the ride as oh, well oh I it's a family thing yeah, yeah good idea to see the sort of family thing exactly, that's available yeah. for staycations exactly it's not
6: just about her but the kids the kids thing because
1: well, that's what it's all about the family uh-huh, uh-huh. Wexford and Waterford tonight 6.30pm on e one now tomorrow night no let's leave the best to last I think I know you're okay. thinking how uh, is that best. the best uh, to uh, last yeah, depending on your de-
6: definition of best let's yes,
1: go okay. to Friday and talk about this Netflix movie which is coming out called Project Power there's been quite a bit of talk about this it has Jamie Foxx in it now Netflix movies to me are so hit and miss I watched totally. the Eurovision 1 mm-hmm. and it was grand laughed a little bit you know giggled a bit but net if, if some like I never I didn't even watch the Oscar nominated movies
6: Roma I, yeah not,
1: not I didn't watch any Roma. of them
6: mm. okay so <laughs> was it Ro- was Roma what, it I was mean? Roma yeah.
1: yeah and the last Pope wasn't that one of them and
6: yeah well, was it the last Pope I, I yes, watched the two, popes, the two Popes the two Popes I watched that actually I liked that actually Did and there? the marriage one the marriage one uh, with yeah I didn't um,
1: watch that either
6: I like that one. It's Actually, that some, okay well. Like
1: to me, a cin- Like unfortunately, I won't get to do this a lot anymore. But to me, the Irishman, the Irishman. No, was good. I didn't watch that it's either. A bit long. No. Yeah. No. Okay. No, because to me, a movie needs to be seen in the cinema.
6: Okay. Well, you know, I mean, Mulan. Now, mm. there. You know, this week earlier, earlier this week, there were... But Mulan is going to be go straight to Disney Plus. It's, okay. It's pay, you pay for it's pay pay per thing. Yeah. Twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, streaming so basically they're taking a huge punt on this because you know, this, this is supposed to be one of the biggest movies of the year apart from, apart from Christopher Christopher Nolan's Tenet this is like now you know it's going straight to to small screen or, or two screen or new you okay and you pay for on. the
1: screen. you pay for
6: 29.99 so the question is is it worth 29.99 and this is Excuse a huge me, move sorry 29.99
1: 99
6: yeah so 99 for the movie Right. Well, then if you, invite, you could in fact, the neighbours you can't actually. Okay. <laughs> no, you so, can't do that, no. Yeah, no, I wouldn't even <laughs> advise that, no. No, but I mean, it is a lot of money, so is it worth it? I mean, you're taking a bit of a punt, like, I suppose, I suppose if you look at this way, if you went to the cinema, well, three or four of you, like, you know what I mean, in the family. Yeah, you know? true. But then true. again, it's, you, watch, not, it's not, you don't get the cinema experience. No. I'm, I'm with you on that. And that's you know? my
1: problem with the Netflix stuff as well. And I see the Christopher it, Nolan movie, Tenant, that you were talking about is being released in the cinema.
6: It is. It still is, yeah. yeah. They've been pushed back. The date's been pushed back and pushed back for all the obvious mm. reasons. Mm. Um, yeah, but I, I kind of... Uh, I have a thing about watching things in small screen as well and also think thing about... Well, not invariably with Netflix because they have made some good movies despite, you know, whatever. But they have made a lot of movies which seems to be just a case of like Shari Turan recently and just kind of throw money at the screen and hope... Yeah. And a lo- lot of these... Screenplays and projects have actually been sitting in the back burner in Hollywood for for a long time, and, it's, and they're sitting there for a long reason for mm-hmm. right for a lot for for all the right reasons. I mean, they, sometimes they don't deserve to be put on the big screen. Yeah. But whenever when you have very deep pockets as Netflix have, sometimes if they have a star person attached attached to it, as they have with Project Power, which is done this Friday, they have well, you mentioned Jamie Foxx but they also have Joseph Gordon Levitt. Oh, lovely! Um, and it, yeah, it's, it's lovely, yeah, lovely. Like and uh, so <laughs> it, it, it's it's kind of a unique idea. Actually, it's like um, you're given a superpower. There's this new developed pill that gives its users unpredictable superpowers for five minutes. Okay. So whatever the superpowers might be, actually, so I don't you don't audio. know what the
1: superpower is. So
6: it's set set in New Orleans, yeah, and and they hit the streets, and obviously all chaos is, um, ensues. So uh, Mr. Fox and Mr. Le- Gordon Levitt. Or uh, team up with an uh, ex soldier to on those responsible for to bring down the the drug dealers. So it's a bit different type of drug dealers. Drug dealers giving you superpowers.
1: That went off in a tangent, and it sounds like the movie might be a little bit of a tangent as well.
6: It's a, yeah, it's a sci-fi crime drama. Okay. so it's a, mix, a, a, mix, a mishmash of genres as well. So yeah, and then Jamie Fox. Yeah, I mean. You know, and hasn't I, been in you, much recently. Not really. No, um, actually, nobody's been in much recently, have they? Really? Well, <laughs> I mean, true. But I mean, yeah.
1: even I haven't even seen him in a, in a lot in the last couple of years.
6: No, has not he? Had a big kind of blistering bright career for a while, and then suddenly kind of went very muted. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. But then again, jo- Joseph seen... Gordon-Levitt is a good actor. As yes. I mean, I like him as he well. Is. Actually, he's, he's I do good like actor, him a lot. And you know, I did love him in Third Rock from the Sun as well back in the oh, day. Of course, yeah, yeah he that, was yeah. great at that. Hmm. Okay, so you could you get whatever. Superpower you want. No, not that you want, that you no. you're just kinda of throwing any sort of superpower. Unpredictable
6: superpowers, exactly for, for five, five minutes. minutes. You have superpowers, exactly. That be, will hold
1: my I, attention for intriguing. about twenty minutes. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You no, it that. is quite a good idea, but yeah, let's see what they do with it. It's out on Friday. It's called Project Power. I'd want invisibility or the ability to read minds for five minutes would be my Maybe setup. some of these
6: actors want invis- invisibility after this. Yeah, Who knows? True, blah, blah, blah.
1: true, true. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the big one. In your mind, Donald. No, song,
6: no, it's not, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I just put it in there because kind of, I know it would pique your interest. It's on tomorrow night. It's um, Maura Higgins, colon. Sorry, that's like mm-hmm. a, a, grammar, a grammatical piece. Uh, you're joking me, exclamation mark. And it's on at 9 o'clock on Virgin Media 1. And it's Maura Higgins, who we all know from Love Island. Who you know um, from Love Island. It's a one-off special. And she gets to face one of her toughest challenges of her life so far. How, okay. What might that be now, do you think? F- okay, let's <laughs> not let even go there, actually. Yeah, with this one, actually, she's, she, engaged, she competes in the infamous Spartan race. Something I've never heard of, actually. It's okay. a grueling five-kilometer extreme obstacle course that pushes those to their limits and beyond.
1: Where oh. is it on? Is it it's,
6: well, it was in the Twickenham rugby Stadium. Oh, okay. and, yeah, that's where it sta- stage. It must have been done some time ago, obviously. It must the have been. They're looking very sweaty and got a bandana. I have a picture here in front of me of her. So she's this is a
1: one-off, obviously. It's a
6: one-off, especially, yeah, and She's looking sweaty and groomed. She's got a very cheek looking bandana okay. so sorry sweaty
1: yeah. and well groomed mixed into one yes person.
6: sweaty well groomed and uh, obstacle course and Maura Higgins and, I do um, like
1: Maura Higgins though she's yeah, very yeah. authentic is a word I would use for her yes so. and she's
6: always mm. she seems to be game for a laugh as well and in yeah. this case I'd say she's game for lots of laughs mostly. and I think this
1: is a real example of when you do well in UK in television they try you out for lots of different things we've seen this reality stars in the past uh, they either end up presenting this morning or they fall flat on their face
6: I'll fall flat on the face. Or both. Well, or hopefully, Well, more about my fall on her face than this one. But I think she's doing well so far, No, I you know? think she's
1: doing really good. She has her own segment on this morning as well. So mm. she could it's be the... Uh, what's the name of the girl from Big Brother who does brilliantly on this morning? She was she was in Big Brother about 10 years ago and now she's their movie reviewer and she's brilliant. Oh. Alison Hammond.
6: Okay, very good. You yeah. do have to... There is a window. I've spoken to people who have been on shows like this, like these kind of reality shows. And they, they all say the same thing. You have this window of opportunity. Mm. Like, I don't know, glass, for a, few, a number of months after the show is... So after the heat is still when the heat is still there and Maura's yeah. obviously trying doing that at the moment, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. And
1: fair play to her too. It is called uh Maura Higgins. You're joking making me. It's on Virgin Media One tomorrow night at nine PM. Uh then tonight it's no place like home with Catherine Thomas. I'm definitely gonna watch this. Catherine Thomas in a camper van, going to Wexford and Waterford. Let's see who we recognise on that. Six thirty tonight on RT one. And then let's try this Netflix movie for 20 minutes or so. Jamie Foxx. Uh, is it Joseph Gordon-Levitt or James Gordon-Levitt? Jo-
6: Joseph. Joseph.
1: Joseph Gordon-Levitt mm-hmm. uh, in Project Power and that is on on Friday. Thank you so much. Thanks, Arola. Talk to you soon. See
0: you. The Sunday Grill with Crane & Crane Insurance. To compare motor and home insurance quotes across multiple different insurers see craneandcrane.ie